This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 1st, 2020, and it's the Relevant Podcast, the new era, or the college years, or something. We should do a little colon, whatever. From Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. At the very least, this is a season where we introduce a young cousin who's coming to live with the cast, uh, just to spice things up a little. You know? From uh, Austin, Texas, the young cousin to spice things up, author and podcaster Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, the grandpa who moved into the attic, uh, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. Hello, Clarice. Oh, no, no, I didn't mean like that. always scares me. What a twist. What a twist. Man, this show's really going all out for Sweeps Weeks this year. Remember when Sweeps Weeks, remember when that was like a thing people used to talk about? Like, what is sweet? I don't know. Something, they're sweeping. They're they're doing stuff. They're throwing, Letterman's throwing watermelons off the building because Sweeps Week. We're trying to get them viewers. Tune in. We have a... Great show for Sweeps Week uh, for you today. It's our first Tuesday episode in like six months, so I'm excited about this. Uh, To kick it all off, uh, joining us later is our friend, lead pastor of Hillsong Church, New York City, Carl Lentz. Carl joins us. A lot happened last week uh, in the NBA and in uh, the racial uh, justice space, and Carl is very involved in all of it. We talked about that, plus some media intake habits and stuff. Uh, it's a great conversation. Stay tuned for it. Hey, I, I, I have something that I'd like to discuss real quick that I cannot stop thinking about. <laughs> have you guys ever had a moment <laughs> that you just, you've thought about so much, like you've had plenty of lead time and knowing that, you know, all I have to do is prepare for this moment. Uh, once it's done, I'll feel better, but everything is leading up to this. Like you, you, you've mentally prepared and you're just very excited about one particular thing happen. You know, sometimes when you're a kid, it's like Christmas morning or maybe like like it's the big game when you're in high school. It's all leading up to this. And all you mm. want to do is for it to go perfectly. You guys know that feeling, right? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's experienced it. I feel like that every week when I sign on to this podcast. I leave it all on the floor. <laughs> but I want to, Clark, I sent you a clip. As you, And th- I'm not going to start us off political. This happened in the realm of politics, but it's, it, I, I, the, the political angle is of very little interest to me. Last week was the Republican National Convention. And part of the most fascinating parts about these is when the delegates cast their votes. One, it's just weird, and I don't really understand the Electoral From College. the great state of Wisconsin! <laughs> yeah, so basically yeah, yeah. they get a person who is going to have, I don't know, 15 seconds, and they can say whatever they want in those 15 yeah. seconds, but yeah. it has to end with them telling the world who they are nominating for the, the party's position to be the President of the United States, right? right. Like, But they can mm-hmm. say like, Hey, I'm here in Vermont, maple syrup country, and just had a delicious pancake breakfast that filled my belly to nominate President Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like, it's like dumb stuff like that. A lot of it's charming. I listen, sometimes you just have to put political differences aside and just feel human empathy for the sake of human empathy. And that's what happened with, with the clip I'm about to play. Oh, no. Of a guy who literally had one job. 
He appears to be uh, probably too old to shout out his oh, parents, no. but decided to use the platform for that. But oh, he no. has one job, and that is to tell the world that he is nominating, in this case, uh, uh, Donald Trump to be president of the United States. Clark, why don't we play the clip and see just how this went? I am Bob Paduchik, son of Anthony and Judy Paduchik, and I cast Ohio's 82 <laughs> votes for Donald John President. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Donald no. John. John. No, He's bro. like, okay, just don't screw that. He, you know he rehearsed he that. So you nervous. know he has spent a literally a week staring in the mirror like, okay, when oh, the red man. light comes on, when, oh, no. when my Zoom cube is up, when my Zoom cube is up, all um, I have to do is say my parents' name. I don't know why. I don't, I, think, I don't think legally we have to know who your parents are to be a delegate, but I'm glad <laughs> He's trying to cover his bases, okay? He doesn't need any lawyers to get involved here. I'm going to state my parents' name. He's trying, just he's in trying case. to make his parents so proud. You know, I mean, like, all I have their... to say, and I am proud to nominate, in this case, Donald John Trump. And literally, for president. For yeah, president. for president. And literally, he stares right at the camera. Donald John Trump. President. In my book, those delegates don't count, by the way. Oh, yeah. That, in my book, they, Trump just lost so We Ohio. did not see that on the list. Yes. Exactly. Oh, That's a swing state that uh, oh, Mr. Paducah and the son I mean, of I think legally Phil the ballot, Nancy. The ballot now legally in Ohio has to say Donald John, John president. president. And no. then we have to find someone named. Like, if, they, if, if that person wins, we have to find someone named literally Don named president. John, yeah. Don president for president. I wonder how, how Phil and Nancy Paducah, how they feel about this incident. Because they were dragged oh into goodness. it. They, 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 I'm, I don't know if he consulted his parents. Maybe it was a big surprise. Maybe he said, Mom, Dad, listen. It was this moment. Listen, I'm going to oh. nominate the president oh, here okay and you just need to tune in you're I gonna mean, be surprised it's gonna, be all, it's gonna be all they talk about at the weekly bridge game yeah, down yeah, at the because, senior because center they're like, yeah, you know they're like, that's our boy and, and about and halfway through he's like oh they just name dropped us this is going oh. perfectly <laughs> all he's got to do is land the plane donald john president christmas christmas dinner is gonna be amazing <laughs> oh, oh, dinner, all of that yeah it's gonna be amazing oh man all right well uh you know it's our first tuesday show in six months so to give you a little overview later i told you carl lentz is joining us and this week and on this episode we also have slices each week and we'll have your feedback at the end of the show sometimes in that last slot we'll play games have listener of the week that kind of stuff we'll have some fun with y'all on the tuesday show so stay tuned for all of that okay up next it's slices You're listening to Laurel. The song is Scream Drive Faster. Well, today's show is brought to you by Convoy of Hope. Over the last several months, life has changed for many people. Businesses have shut their doors. Millions of people have lost their jobs. And no one really knows when life will return to normal. But often in the midst of despair, hope flourishes. And while the situation may feel bleak, hope is being delivered across the nation 
right now. Convoy of Hope is doing everything it can to help people during the crisis. Their team embarked on a mission at the beginning of uh, COVID to provide 10 million meals to people in desperate need. But thanks to your help to date, they've delivered more than 100 million meals to those hit hardest by the pandemic. If you'd like to support their ongoing mission to deliver help to those who need it most, visit convoyofhope.org slash relevant. Whether it's a share on social media, a prayer, or a financial gift, they're grateful for any help you can send their way. That's convoyofhope.org slash relevant. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? You know, I wanted to bring something a little lighter. We've all a lot of heaviness going on. We got Paducic, uh, you know, flubbing his one <laughs> making us all feel weird and awkward. Scott's tots entering the DNC. The last thing we needed for our political Anytime discourse. Anytime you bring a surprise clip, I immediately know it's going to be a Scott's tots level cringe. That is your love language. And I hate it. If, if, if the political situation in this country hasn't got bad enough, now we have poor Paducah making us all feel weird. Okay. We can't even laugh at a funny thing on the internet anymore. Um, so I need to bring something light, lighter fare right. this week. You know, we talk about a lot of heavy stuff. Um, and that is uh, what, what claims to be the last functioning blockbuster video store in uh, Oregon. What they mm-hmm. are doing just to try to, you know, if there's one place, you know, the people aren't going right now during the pandemic, you want to, you want to you limit your exposure to retail <laughs> places. It's not like this blockbuster store was presumably getting a lot of foot traffic anyway, because I don't even know many people who have a device that can play a DVD anymore. Like, no, I, I, I would, I, I, I don't know if I, if someone handed me a DVD and, hey, you gotta watch this afternoon. Uh, an Xbox. My son's that's Xbox what I was can. gonna say, my kid's probably on their Xbox, but. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I think I have an Xbox in the closet somewhere, you know, but it would be difficult. But either way, so, so Blockbuster's not getting a lot of foot traffic, but they are for this one, for a handful of nights in the month of September, have found a way to generate some press and do something a little creative. But again, I don't know who this is for. They are converting the Blockbuster store for a handful of nights in September to be an Airbnb. And they're putting a living room right in no. the middle of a functioning Blockbuster video. That's fire. And <laughs> And, and they are inviting people. And I want to read from the Airbnb listing. And here, okay, here's what I want you guys to tell me: Is this like poorly? Is this like poorly executed satirical writing, or is this someone who loves the '90s so much that they are doing writing this unironically, and that's why they're still out of functioning blockbuster? Okay, I'm going to read from the Airbnb listing. It starts off with, "So what's this four one? So what's the four one one?" And then it goes on to explain this: is the last function. Uh, blockbuster and it goes on to say keeping our guests uh, keeping our customers and now our guests comfortable and feeling at home is our priority you'll have the store to yourself from check-in to check-out and it will be clean prior to to your uh, uh, uh you know arrival blah 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 and then it says whether you want to stay up late until sunrise or pass out on the couch we've created the perfect space complete with a pull-out couch bean bags pillows for you to cozy up on with new releases from the 90s Crack open a two liter of Pepsi before locking into a video game, charting your favorite, charting your future in a game of MASH or watching a movie after watching movie after movie. Just be wary of reciting Bloody Mary in the staff bathroom off on your uh, break room as you just may summon the ghost rumor to haunt the store and help yourself to some nerds and raisinettes and popcorn. Is really? this person just no, someone not there. me? Just no. go down to Walgreens and buy some of the candy and get on. Um, 
your own couch. And get in your own bed. Yeah, I'm there. You want to sleep on the floor of a dirty blockbuster? No, thank you. Uh, no, they're going to put a living room in there. This is a pull-out couch. <laughs> Again, a used somebody else pull-out couch. This is not... <laughs> no, thank you. And, and the furniture, I love it too, because they put furnitures on the, uh, furniture on the listing. And the furniture is from like a 90s bedroom. It is not contemporary furniture. Gotcha. Yeah. So there is, there a, is there a hot tub there? That's the question. <laughs> there, there isn't, there isn't a hot tub. <laughs> But if it's appropriately 90s themed, there should probably be a water bed, which is basically a hot probably. tub balloon. It's pretty, it's room temperature <laughs> water. Did y'all ever have hot tubs in your homes growing up? Hot tubs? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, water beds? I was going to say, I'm black, bro. That, no. <laughs> okay. My husband had a water bed growing up. <laughs> J- Jamie, your husband had a water bed, but this is, I'm assuming, prior to you guys. Uh... I mean, he was in high school. Okay. That, wait, wait, wait. Hey, that Jamie... means your husband's kind of our age. So that means like, us having a water bed. I, well, yeah, like, we graduated like, 96. In okay. the in the 80s, my parents had a water bed. Yeah. But like, I didn't have a water can, bed. Can, can I be honest, Jamie? A single guy with a water bed is a giant red flag. I'm sure Jamie's a red flag. Listen, lovely. I did not know Man. about this water bed when I met him. So there's that. Hey, I was going to say, Jamie, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's, it's, like, you. it's like, it's like, hey, poor the good girl. What it's if like, I told y'all right now that we had a water bed? Hey, motion oh, in the ocean. Okay. I, I, all, I, look, all the jokes. Listen, a single guy with a water bed is like a single guy who drives around a big van. It's like, ah, uh, something, <laughs> something. I don't put it. They're like, oh, what'd you get the van for? You, you know, you got kids? You, you, you hoping a little league team? No, no, no. I just, just wanted a van. They're like, it's just you, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just me. I got a water bed back in place. Just cruise around in the van. What's <laughs> 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 the It's a red flag situation Jamie but either way he was, he was in it's his bad. parents house so it's not like he was in an apartment by that's himself even more of a red flag okay you're, you're just bad. making the case where listen, he was, listen it was nothing weird he was in the basement of his parents house okay that's where the water bed was it's like 16 you're making it worse oh goodness the question is, was it a hand-me-down water bed from the 80s from his parents I when they know. upgraded their mattress or did he go out shopping at rooms to go with his mom <laughs> you, know, you know I don't know we need to. We need to. We need to understand what what transpired. I don't know what, I don't know what brought on the waterbed, but yeah. it's funny. But I'm glad. I, I, yeah, I'm glad uh, you guys have have put that in the past. Because so, uh, so all that to say, if you want to sleep on a stinky old '90s uh, couch in a in a dirty blockbuster in Oregon, go ahead. You, it's an Airbnb, right? I'm with it. I, look, I appreciate right. I appreciate the swing here. Okay, everyone's trying to make it right now. We're trying to figure this thing That's out. That's true. Every, That's they're true. pivoting. You got to pivot. That's true. A, everyone, everyone's That's true. pivot. I Why see a lot not? of restaurants here locally doing new things just to kind of generate you know alternate income and stuff. So there you go. Good job. Last blockbuster. I became, I wouldn't say obsessed, but I became very fascinated a while ago. This is pre-pandemic with the Ikea challenge. Have you got, do you guys know about the Ikea challenge? Yeah, sneak into an Ikea, try and stay the night in one of their apartments that are set up. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> and, 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 and it's, and I really have a fascination with being able to, to, to make it in a store all night undetected. And I feel like this is a way to dip your toe in that water. Just I feel like a like lot of TV shows overnight. have had characters like Arrested Development did uh, stay in a camping supply store or sports store where the tents are set up and yeah. just go in there and zip it and they kind of go into <laughs> yeah so, hold on guys y'all are hating i just y'all just sent me a picture you telling me you wouldn't want to experience this dingy couch <laughs> hey i will 
take $27, go on Facebook Marketplace and set that all up for you at your own home, Derek. You don't, you don't, need, you don't need to pay the pay to go to an Airbnb. Hey, Derek, listen, I don't think it'd be that hard to find a legit abandoned blockbuster yeah. and just set this just up. Move in. And you can just move in and just I don't know in. anyone. Like, I think after like two weeks, the way I understand squatters' rights, that's yours as long as you're not leaving. Hey, so this, like, this blockbuster is like Highlander, like... There can be only one. It's like the last. This the last one. This is yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's the last yeah. one standing. Hey, hey, look, save it, save, save blockbuster. I think we all should put here's a hot the thing tub about, in the middle of it. Here's the thing about go. them being the last blockbuster. Ninety nine percent of the stores were corporate owned. And corporate went bankrupt, and you know whatever. But a couple of them were licensees. That's what this store is. So it's independently yeah. owned. But if there's no corporation mm. because it's bankrupt, it's gone now. There's no corporation overseeing it. I could just print out the Blockbuster logo and start my own Blockbuster here in Orlando, couldn't I? I mean, like, anybody I mean, can start a Blockbuster. It doesn't exist anymore. It's yeah, just videos but, with a logo on it. But you know? hypothetically, the only thing stopping you from doing that is terrible judgment. Because I think that would be a very uh, uh, non-prudent decision. I just there, don't know how many people are interested. One. We're going to make his in a 1990s one there in Nashville. Hey, that's what I need for my birthday. Let's have a blockbuster party. <laughs> All right. What do you have, Jamie? Uh, okay. So it's a new month, September. We know the election's right around the corner. Rock the vote. In fact, I just got my new voter registration card in the mail, so everyone needs to vote. Uh, I have a story that is puts a little spin on the whole rock the vote uh, mantra that you'll hear people saying. You guys... Oh gosh, I just thought of something, you guys. You mm. about, y'all are going to make so much fun of me. Oh my gosh, mm. I cannot believe I chose this story. This is the least judgment I've ever had in my entire life because this is, oh my gosh, there are like three words I can't say. This is one of them. Dad gum, Jamie. Okay, listen, here's, I'm about to say it. Y'all can make <laughs> yeah, fun of me. I'm so intrigued. That's the greatest build I'm so, I'm so mad at myself. Ever. Like, you Clark, don't even know how mad. Ready. You don't even know how mad I am at myself right now. Jamie, so, you have, I'm so it, excited for what you're about to say. Is the word moist? Is oh my more- gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awful word. Okay, by here the we way. go. I'm just going to do the story and maybe you guys All won't right. catch it. Okay. So, there is something that's happening the day before the election. There is a potential asteroid that is mm-hmm. coming to hit the Earth potentially the mm-hmm. day before the 2020 election. Okay, mm-hmm. I said the word. You guys didn't even catch it. I feel asteroid. so good. Yes, I can't say the word. Why? You can't. Asteroid. Oh, you. Oh, you can't pronounce it. I can't it's not, say it it's very not well. Like, it's it's not dirty. I just so, can't, and I can't say the word R O Y. I have two words like that. Okay. Brewery. Brewery. I, I stumble all over the R's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and correctly pronouncing February. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not alone here. Yeah. yeah. I can't say Rory like R O Y. Rory. Asteroid. You can't asteroid. say asteroid. Asteroid no, is hard. You're making it three syllables. Don't. Just say asteroid. I, I, listen, I'm 42. I've been trying to say these words for my whole entire life. Okay. I can't can, say them. Can you say rural? Rural. There you go. Okay. So you oh. said asteroid. Said asteroid. So like. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like ASS. A hemorrhoid on your butt. And listen, I literally I was about to start reading the story and I thought, Jamie, I cannot believe you chose as, this because there's that word asteroid as, as, as frightening as an asteroid coming to Earth sounds or sounds having us to deal with an asteroid, uh, an asteroid. 
What would be worse? It's more terrifying. <laughs> if, it, if that asteroid hit a brewery, I'd be screwed because that'd be very hard to report. Oh, oh my gosh. In February. In February. <laughs> if it came in February and hit that brewery, that asteroid's just uh, real terrifying. Okay, so the story is literally there's an asteroid that is, what do they do, rotate, I guess, around hey, the Earth? power through with Orbit. confidence. Orbit. That one sounded good. Yeah. So there's an asteroid that is set to potentially Boom. hit Earth on November 2nd, the day before the election. Uh, but don't be too worried, you guys, because researchers think that it might dissolve before it even gets here. And it has 0.41% chance of reaching the Earth. But it is funny that this is set to land the day before the 2020 election. I think that is crazy. I mean, and, and frankly, I don't like those. I don't like those odds. If Revelation's taught us anything. I mean, I mean, think about it. It's when when the gospel is preached to all people all around the earth. Think about the internet, digital age. Pretty much all people groups have access to the gospel now. Ah, an asteroid's coming. Just finish it out. We're done. I, I will say this: that, that, that is disconcerting to me because I mean that's not a zero percent chance we're getting hit by it's an not asteroid. Zero. Okay, that that's that's you know it, it, slightly less than one percent. It's still a chance. We're talking about getting hit with an asteroid here. Okay, I'd like to be free and clear from that. I at least like to say, if it gets closer, here's the plan. Because my concern is, there's no plan. Uh, we just got Space Force off the ground, and I don't even think they're allowed to call it Space Force. They didn't even get the trademark. Okay? So now we got to prepare. So you're telling wait, 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 wait. me. Wait, is that true? Is that true fact? They yeah. didn't trademark Space Force? Yeah, no. Steve Carell and Greg Daniels own it. Oh, gosh. The show? I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check that while I'm talking, but I'm almost certain great. I'm almost certain that that is true. Um, well, they're the government. They'll just take they'll just the take trademark. It. They'll just take it. I mean, Netflix just... secured Space Force trademark before the U.S. Armed Services. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god! So it is true. So we can't even get. It, it, Trump's face. I love this headline from the Hollywood Reporter. This is from last month, or oh, this is from June, actually. Trump's space force already lost its first battle. <laughs> the game called Space Force. We can't even get the name. And there's, you're telling me there is a literal chance. I, I'm not saying. Where's Bruce this, Willis? We need to shoot even, Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis up into the sky and let them climb but onto that's that not asteroid. Even that, that's why. I, I listened to someone. I listened to this podcast where these people fact checked. Like, would you be able to like yeah. drill down and drop a nuke and blow it up? It, yeah. One, they said it wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't of explode. It. But two, have you guys ever seen the video? And I don't want to be morbid here, but this is my concern with the situation we find ourselves in right now is that we're going to come up with an idea and no one's going to think it through. Did you guys ever see the video of that giant blue like humpback whale that washed up on that beat? It like washed up on this like New England beach, like back in like the 70s. You guys ever see that mm -hmm, video in mm -hmm. the town trying to figure out what to do? Mm -hmm. They decided it was too big to move and it was stinking up the beach, right? right. At the end of the day, it's a giant rotting fish. Right. So the town engineers, this is true. You can watch the video. Okay. I don't recommend it because it's, it's horrific, but it's a <laughs> giant blue whale. And they're like, you know, what? we'll just blow it up. Just blow the whale up. It's just a dead whale. We can't get it out of here. We can't push it back to sea. The whale big. got splattered everywhere. The whole town was covered in whale. We went from, <laughs> you went from one big whale problem to a lot of small whale problems. My concern is the asteroid is going to be the same kind of thing. They're going to be like, we should just try to blast it. You know, it's there's a point a point four chance it's going to hit us. We just blast it out of the sky, and then we just create a shotgun full of sh uh, of asteroids. I don't trust. Uh, this is very concerning news, Jamie. I wish you had brought something. Well, else. This I know. Gave me a lot and of anxiety. the question too. The question too is, it just says like hit Earth, but there's a lot of land here. Where is mm -hmm. it going to hit? Yeah, I, I haven't seen. I've looked and I haven't seen it anywhere. There's a yeah. brewery. 
over in uh, <laughs> Oregon by the blockbuster. Owen. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, just, we're just very unprepared for this. I feel like we, we've, we've known since Armageddon, we've known since the film, that this is probably something yeah, not, we should begin to consider. Yeah, not the biblical Armageddon. That, we're not saying that's happened already. You're no. talking about the Bruce Willis You film. would have thought we would have learned from the dinosaurs, but I'm talking. I'm saying humanity didn't really start, start thinking about this until the Michael Bay film. And we've had ample time, Okay. Owen Wilson rides on a horseback in that movie. It's awesome. Okay, we should be able to figure something out. Hey, it's, right. a, it's America. We'll blow it up. We're good. We got it. We got this. Well, why is it our responsibility? It. Why can't the other countries we have take space a, force take charge for once? Because we uh, have Steve all Carano. the guns. We have all the guns. <laughs> we Did got you this. see the declassified footage that came out last week of the um, Russian nuclear explosion, the largest one in? in human history no. and it was it was classified and a photo of it finally was released i mean it was years and years ago but i mean it, it takes the american explosions and it's like times 20 it's unbelievable wow so let's just let them shoot that thing up there and take care of it we're good i mean i feel like let's get it i feel like we draw oh, Putin will do it <laughs> we're, sure. we draw straws and every we draw straws and every nation gets a shot at this thing everyone gets <laughs> like there's gonna be some cool like small country that doesn't have nukes that's gonna come they're like well we we got like a net idea guys so think about a net because that's what here in you know latvia we're going with a net idea yep. you 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 powerhouses go with your nukes okay we got Catapults and nets and propulsion <laughs> things. We'll figure something out before you guys get involved. You know? All right. What do you have, Derek? Yo, so uh, I don't know about y'all, but first off, for those of you that don't know, I am a huge comic book superhero guy and DC fandom was a couple weekends ago uh, yeah. and there is a lot of dope stuff. But out of all of that, we got a new Batman coming and it's going to be amazing. And that's all I wanted to say. And I just want to say I told everybody that's amazing. So a year from now when you're watching it in all of its glory, I just want you to say thank you, Derek. Well, tell, it, tell us about it. Like, I, what's, I didn't have heard this so, news. So right? what's yeah. going to be new yeah. about it? So we got, first off, we got Robert yep. Pattinson. Okay. So, and everyone only knows him from Twilight, but you got to check out his indie films. Like, he kicked the Twilight stuff to the curb. He actually did pretty Is good Is he in Twilight, Tenet honestly, too or am I way off? Okay. He is in yes, Tenet. He is in Tenet. He's absolutely a tenant. And then you have Matt Reeves who directed The Planet of the Apes. So to me, that's one of the most complete uh, series of films Hmm. I've seen in recent history. So my my faith is honestly in Matt Reeves. We're going to have Catwoman. We're going to have the Riddler. They got a dark spin on a Riddler. Riddler's kind of almost like the Jigsaw Killer from Saw. Oh, wow. We got all of that. We got DC fandom really, really killed it. We got two uh, superhero video games coming out. Wonder Woman's coming out. Got Kristen Wiig and that. She looked like a mangy cheetah, uh, unfortunately. But oh, I think yeah, she'll I be saw fine. the clip of Kristen Wiig. I couldn't <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. if it was a spoof or not. Yeah, so she's rough. really, it she's, looked rough. Yeah, it looked rough. That's but 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 Gal, Gal Gadot, she's she she cold with it. So, but wow. I'm, I'm just I'm just stoked as a superhero fan. So, and I know that Cameron hates superheroes, so I had to bring it up. No, no, no. Batman's the one I can wrap my head around because it's based in reality and plausible reality. It's gonna be amazing. You have yeah. to see the trailer. Yeah. Okay. The trailer. The trailer is legendary. Hey, Clark, can you play a clip of it? I mean, yeah. that would be good for the listener. The, th- this one is even more 
gritty and reality based than the Christopher Nolan ones. Really? It, yes. it, you know, I've heard it kind of jokingly described as the A24 Batman. You know what I mean? What? Like it, it takes a very indie approach to telling See, a superhero story. I will story. get down with that. It's That's, really it's dark a, too, it's my isn't kind of it? Filmmaking. They were, they, yes. Yes. They went detective. They went detective. Batman the detective. So the you're going to explore yeah. more of his detective skills as opposed to his gadgets, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be legendary. First off, just Matt Reeves had me almost cry over Ape. So if giving him the tragedy of Batman, I think it's going to make for some really, really good uh, film. All right. Here's a clip of the trailer. From your secret friend. Having a clue. Let's play a game, just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? So ideally, I think the idea here is they're going to skip the whole origin story. We know his parents are dead and they're just going to show his development as a detective. So yeah. I think that's where we're getting. So you got the, this this bad guy and he's testing his resolve. So the, I'm, I'm super excited. The, about it. the cast is unbelievable. Along with Robert it's Pattinson, it's Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, Andy Serkis, Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, I'll, I'll get down with this. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and Colin Farrell is playing a penguin and he's put this, like he doesn't even look like himself. Oh, I saw, I look, saw the yeah. picture. He looks like, yeah. yeah. It's it looks crazy. like me when I gained all that COVID weight. <laughs> like your, your face shape your, just changes. Like you look different. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's going to be insane. So, so, okay. I can get down with this. This is good. That's, that's a good lineup. So Peter Sarsgaard is in it. Peter Sarsgaard. Jeffrey Wright is in it. Uh, is it uh, the same Peter Sarsgaard that hosted SNL in the early 2000s after the SARS epidemic? And they had a skit where... Uh, SARS was over mm -hmm. and he was trying to cash in on it but was too late and he had a surplus of oh, the Peter Sarsgaard Sarsgaards That's and he was right. trying to do a a sale and I was like they they invited him to host SNL just for that one joke of Peter Sarsgaard Sarsgaards <laughs> you know that was the whole like we got Peter Sarsgaards is, is, <laughs> is he a big guy <laughs> you recognize him you know Peter Sarsgaard this was he was brilliant. in the he was yeah, in the thing it. with the with the person about the you know Peter Sars guards trying to sell his Sars guards. Yeah. So why do we want him again? Oh, it's I got the idea for a yeah. Peter Sars guard, Sars guard. Very cool. Well, that'll do it for slices. Hey, you know what? Go over and check out the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Some of these extras, these trailers and stuff like that, we're going to be posting them now moving forward over at the podcast episode page the at the all new relevantmagazine.com. Go check it out. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, Carl Lentz joins us.
You're listening to Surf Mesa featuring Gus Dapperton. I love that name. The song is Somewhere. Carl Lentz is the lead pastor of Hillsong, New York City, a church he founded in 2010 with Joel Houston. With a booming congregation, Carl and his wife, Laura, lead with a desire to see God's kingdom established here on earth. Our very own Tyler Huckabee talked with Carl a few days ago uh, about all the racial justice news, specifically what's happening in the NBA in the past week uh, as it relates to that, plus quarantine stuff like media consumption habits and a lot more. Here's our conversation with Carl Lentz. As we are having this conversation, actually, we just received words that the uh, the Bucks are going to strike tonight. They're not going to play their uh, they're they're not going to play a basketball game tonight. And uh, this has been kind of a long time coming. I know you've got a lot of friends uh, in professional sports. I know this is an issue that is very important to you. What do you do? You have any words of wisdom or advice about what we're seeing right now? You know, Tyler, I think. I've been, I've been, my heart has just been so heavy and my head has been clouded. Like I haven't even known what to say, you know, the past couple weeks, I think, because I just, it can seem like we're in a bizarro world of sub-reality. I don't understand sometimes the contention. I don't understand the arguments. I don't understand why people want to make something you know, so divisive when in reality, I, I keep telling people as far as our church's stance, but I don't think we've done a controversial thing yet. And so when we get, when we get hit with stuff, I'm always going like, man, it's, it's, it's more evidence to me. Like all we've done is, is hear from hurting people, make reasonable stands, logical stands. They're not always going to make everybody happy, but when it comes to the issues we're seeing right now, what I'm trying to get people to do is start with themselves. Start with me. Like I said something early on where I said, if we could treat COVID, if we could treat racism like COVID, I think we'd be, we'd be ahead of the game because when that pandemic hit, we told people to do a couple things, isolate yourself, check yourself. Don't take it for granted. Be careful that you're not contagious, all this stuff. And so I told our church, Hey, let's, let's do that with, with racism for a moment. Let's all take a moment, slow down and let's look in. And people freaked out about that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not calling you a racist. But the fact that even the premise of you looking inside your soul somehow triggers you, you might have an issue. I'm not saying Tyler Huckabee's a racist. I'm saying, Tyler, our role right now is to look inside and go, Lord, before I start pointing out the ills of the president, of this organization, of all this, you know, statistical stuff, like let me just check my own heart. Let me slow down and ask, is there, is there anything in my life I need to change? Why do you think that's so hard to do? I feel like for the most part, I, I feel not excited, but at least receptive to hearing uh, criticisms from about me from people I love and care about. But for some reason, when people bring up the issue of race, we get extraordinarily defensive uh, and offended by that charge. Why is that? If me and you are having a defensive conversation right now, Tyler, I'm not even listening to what you're saying because I'm so busy defending myself. Even if you have loving rebuke for me, even if you have answers for me, I, I can't, I'm just waiting for you to shut up so I can then launch my attack. 
And with racism, people are so fearful of being, you know, labeled. My, my thing is always, you know, if, if you're not racist, you should be able to sit there for a long time and have people talk to you, question you, dig into your life um, because you have nothing to hide. Worst case scenario, you're going to find out maybe there was something. Best case scenario, you get to get, you know, stronger in what you believe. But anytime we're that defensive, um, I got to question why. You know, if you don't threaten me with your questions, why am I defensive towards you? So anytime I talk to someone, I go, why, why are you so threatened? Why are you so triggered with this? And it's something we got to ask ourselves. I'm not racist. I, I, you know, I, have, I have a black friend. You know, I, I, I support, you know, this. It's like no one asks what you, what you supported. No one is accusing you just yet of these ultimate terrible motives. We're just talking about something that's really, really pertinent right now. Is there a better way to have these conversations? there a better way we could we could talk about this in a way that is unifying and uplifting instead of just purely divisive i don't know the answer Tyler, to be honest with you because we try to be as peaceable as we can and it doesn't matter what you do you know people just absolutely want to fight it doesn't matter you know i i made a decision early on you know after george floyd in the past i think i don't think i hedge but i think i was really careful when i would talk about certain things because i didn't want to offend those in the police force that I love. And I didn't want to offend people who are away from that issue. And I, I felt the peace from God to leave that with him. And, and I wanted to be standing on these issues. And it did cost us. There have been relationships that have been broken. There have been people who do not want to hear explanations like the fact that I'm calling for police reform. And then I think that some of our police tactics need to change does not make anybody anti-police. It just makes me a logical human being. The, uh, that, that situation right there, if you even point out racial injustice, someone's like, oh, you, know, you hate the police. You know, you're against God. You're against, you know, that's the Holy Spirit backing me up. Um, but I just keep telling people we can't, we can't let these, these, uh, easy outs rob us of the content of what God could do right now. So I don't know the answers, but I know that I want to be found embracing this struggle rather than ignoring it or trying to tolerate it until it goes away. Something that's been coming up a lot in all of this is the idea of narratives that we get fed, whether they're from media outlets or from uh, politicians or even sometimes from Christian organizations and churches. Uh, how do we fight the, the idea of being pulled into someone else's narrative and make sure that we're listening to the truth? We are fighting right now to hear God's voice, Tyler, like never before. And I don't know if you, my dad, for instance, he would always come late to my high school basketball games. And I would always know that he would be there because right, you know, midway through the first quarter, I'd hear, I love you, son. And it would be like, there'd be, there could be thousands of people in the gym, but I could hear my dad's voice above everything. And it doesn't mean the other voices didn't matter, but it meant I could still hear my dad and there'd be like a different piece. Right now, we are fighting to hear God's voice. And, and to me, that is everything. It's like, read your commentaries, listen to Fox News, in, ingest your CNN, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, have we lost? Have we lost the heart of God in this? Like, do you, can you still hear that, that whisper of the Holy Spirit? Can you still hear the voice of God through his word that doesn't need a commentary? It doesn't need a narrative. And, and for me, that's what brings me peace. Even if I'm upset about something, God always has something to say about it. 
And sometimes it pains me to read what he has to say about it. You know, if I feel wrong, I'm going to open up the Bible and, and, and read again about Jesus who said, ah, don't forgive like the world does. You know, let's try this on for size. 70 times seven. It's just like, ah, you know, like these voices, that's what gets lost during these crisis moments. Um, it's like people forget they're Christian. It was Carl Lentz. Hey, make sure to check out Hillsong New York. If you're if you're you know doing quarantine church and you're watching stuff, I stream Carl's sermons a lot. You can find out more at Hillsong New York's website. And I've been a hero, helpless. I'm in and I've cried up and down in these hallways. Blame my Bad luck, I don't wanna be on that midnight. Sun's up, but I don't really wanna fight the daylight. You're listening to Joji and Diplo, song is daylight. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Well, last week, our question of the week was kind of the inverse of the previous week's question of the week. Uh, originally, we had asked you what. 90s sitcoms because of the news about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air being remade as a gritty, dark, dramatic series. We asked y'all what other uh, sitcoms should be uh, redone in that way. And you guys sent us some great feedback and there's a lot more where that came from. And then we flipped it and said, all right, well, what gritty, dark dramas should be remade as campy sitcoms? You guys hit us up uh, over at uh, Relevant Podcast on Twitter. And you also messaged us uh, at the Relevant Magazine Instagram account. Here are a few of our favorites. I really, I, I really like this uh, one from Evan. It's a new spin on House of Cards. It's a reboot, but the power couple is Ryan and Kelly from The Office. But the the theme is they had successfully seized power and cleared house once Kelly became minority executive through Sabers Print and All Colors Initiative. I would watch some more Ryan and Kelly. It, I love it Ryan is, and Kelly. It is shocking how many of these suggestions. I mean, I'm going to say eighty percent of them were were. This dramatic show remade as The Office style, <laughs> you know, like the, the Office seems to be the uh, the uh, ubiquitous model here. Yeah, yeah, this one said Ozark starring Dwight and Angela from The Office. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm rocking with my man, Ben. He set The Wire basically as The Office. And that he said, Avon Barsdale is a bumbling kingpin who can't keep his guys from acting up, but somehow still succeeds. Played by Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan as Avon Barksdale. <laughs> yes. Okay. Str- Stringer Bell is his right hand man. Played by Craig uh, Robinson. Craig Robinson. Sh- okay. <laughs> shows a Dwight Schrute like loyalty. I like it. J- Jim McNulty <laughs> is Jan Levinson type character. Sees the insanity, but can't help uh, respect the results. Played by Seth Rogen. Jimmy Bunk McNulty, is played by Seth Donald Rogen. Glover. Okay. Yep. Bunk is played by Donald Glover. Uh, Rawls is David Wallace type, played by Jim Gaffigan. Uh, Let's see. Omar is played by Michael Kenneth Williams. Ben really thought this out, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Ben Ben, Ben is killing it. Ben's killing it. Ben's going crazy. Ben Stroop uh, got nothing done at his job this week. No, he 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 remade the whole show. (laughs) If if Ben Stroop works for you, just know that 40% of his 
office hours are spent coming up with stupid replies he, to what, our question. I think Ben Shrew. Good job, Ben. Ben Shrew got a text message. He's like, hey, listen, you're, you're, you're on in like five minutes. You have to read the delegation for your state. He's like, oh, that's me? Uh, okay. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Uh, and Ms. Paducah and Donald John President. All right. Oh, that's 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 I, I was going to prep, but I feel okay about that. That's good. Uh, Oh my goodness, this is us. Rajiv uh, Tawari said, uh, this is us starring Sasha Baron Cohen in every role. This is us <laughs> as Sasha Baron Cohen. It's very high concept. Uh, Ross, I never watched, did you guys ever watch Prison Break? No. But I think it works just understanding the title of the show and the concept and the fact that it ran for several seasons. I think I get this joke. I feel like Prison Break would be a good one. It's already comical how many times they have to escape from prison. That's the problem with naming your show Prison Break. After yeah. the first season, if it's hit, you got a problem. Once, once you're out. Yeah. What do you do? You're not going to believe this. I'm being framed for another murder. And I have to escape again and exonerate myself. They you have know? changed show name. Prison Broke. Like now it's about their rehabilitation in society. As seasons two through seven. Oh. Uh, there's a lot more where that came from. Uh, th- some good ones. Go check it out on the relevant podcast Twitter account. Okay. Well, at the beginning of the show, unprompted and unsolicited, <laughs> Jesse Carey brought a very awkward viral audio clip from last week's RNC convention, as he is wont to do. Um, well, it got us thinking. You guys probably have come across a lot of awkward audio clips on the internet as well, and we'd love to hear them. Hit us up and send us the most awkward audio clip, cringeworthy audio clip that you can find. You can tweet them to us at Relevant Podcast. It'd be tougher. To, I guess you could send us a link on a DM via Instagram. Can you do a hyperlink in that? Probably not. Just send them on Twitter. They're short. Follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Send them there and we will play some of them on next week's show. Oh my goodness. Well, many thanks to Carl Lentz for joining us. You can follow him on IG at Carl Lentz with a Z. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I'm Derek Miner. We will see you on Friday, everyone. New pace, new era. It's the college years. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at RelevantMagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, check out our Relevant Podcast Network, featuring shows like Relevant Daily, Signs of Life, Unedited, and many more launching throughout the year. Donald John President. Uh, no, no. Relevant Podcast Network.